Thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Michael Irving uh, com- press conference talk as well as uh, from 105.3 to 5. We'll get into it. We're going to let the room fill up first. Good morning. actually uh incognito he was saying hey this is how you utilize the discord and uh from there i've been figuring it out and as you guys can see uh, the discord link will be in the description box just click that discord link and your information for the nation will be there how about that (laughs) let's go Thank you guys for tuning in. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Cowboy Nation, we back at this thing. Let's listen to the great, I'm talking about the fantastic, the man, the, the myth, the legend, the guy with all the rings and bringing all the things to everybody's attention, Mike Irvin. I, 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 I never had these problems at 25 but now at 25 backwards, I'm having these issues. So I'm telling everybody at 25, start drinking Alkaline 88 now. So when you get 25 backwards, you won't have the problems that we are, that I had. Michael, are you and Steve Smith playing, or are you guys for real when it comes to y'all's discussions? When, when no, it gets no, heated? no, it, it's all real. Steve, <laughs> you know, and, and Steve, you know, Steve, most like most Steve young Smith. guys. Now, that wide receiver was bad, in, though. In the social media world, <laughs> you know, I, I love Steve. I love him, I, and, and I want to help him in, in this business with whatever mm-hmm. information that I know or I have. But but he's a competitor. He yeah. is a competitor. The playmaker, and, and, yeah. And they love believing that, that what they, the catching passes is, is, is what it's all about. So Steve would throw out, man, Coach, these many more passes than you. Yeah, you mm-hmm. did. Yes, you did. You played longer than I did. But I, I have to remind people, I get it all the time, guys like Randy Moss, T.O., they always want to bring up how many catches people have. And they always say, well, I know he didn't win a ring. I say, you're right, he did not. And I am an S brother. He did not <laughs> win S a brother. ring, and I am an S brother. What do you mean you're S brother? Break it down. I won rings, <laughs> brother, and I won them on levels, brother. You understand what I mean? <laughs> I didn't just win a ring. I won rings, and I won them on every level that I played on levels. So, so you, you, you can tell me you have more receptions, but it's really the receptions that led to championships. I beat gold jacket dudes to get gold rings. Did you do that? Then be quiet and step out of the way. But why does he want to fight you? 
It seems like twice know. a week, Craig so Smith wants to and fight I, you. And, and I ain't fighting nobody. My fighting days are over. Steve, those uh, days are over. He's just, you know, he, he's a competitor. And, you know, he, he you know, he, He's not the tallest competitor. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and so he has some issues, I guess, with tall people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but hopefully hopefully those fighting days are, are over for him, too. What are your thoughts <laughs> of Kellen Moore and the Cowboys offense going forward? I, I find this to be an interesting dichotomy here. You know, Jerry and those guys, they strapped Coach Garrett this year, this past year, when they took away Dez Bryant and then put on somebody that could possibly equal what the talent that Dez Bryant had. And early on that season was a tough season. Coach Gary got it back on board and got us in the playoffs. The last mm-hmm. two, two, uh, two of the last three years, he's won the division and got him in the playoffs, and you're not going to extend him. And then you give him a rookie play caller in the offensive coordinator position. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I heard they said Kellen Moore's a smart guy. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does and what he designs and all of that. But smart, it takes more than just XO smart to be a great offensive coordinator. Listen you got to be people smart. You got to know how to bring the best out of people, how to design plays to bring the best out of people, take talent and mash it into a system. And, and, and you're telling Coach Garrett, I'm not going to extend you and I'm giving you this situation. If I'm Coach Garrett, I'll be working so closely with Kellen Moore that I may even be calling my – I may even go call my own plays. Look, guys, listen in, man. Hey, for those who don't understand, this is just not the average Joe Blow talking. This is the playmaker talking about somebody that's going to create plays. Let me repeat. This is the playmaker not not a play pretender, not a guy that's sitting up there talking about, okay, this is what's going to happen and just trying to pull straws. No, this is the playmaker. Let's rewind for those who just not tuning in to understand that this is not just him just spitting off, thinking about opinions. This is a guy pulling resources from talking about facts. That's what I'm talking about. When they took away Dez Bryant and then put on somebody that could possibly equal what the talent that Dez Bryant had. And early on that season was a tough season. Coach Gary got it back on board and got us in the playoffs. The last two, two, uh, two of the last three years, he's won the division and got him in the playoffs, and you're not going to extend him. And then you give him a rookie play caller in the offensive coordinator position. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I heard they said Kellen Moore's a smart guy. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does and what he designs and all of that. But mm-hmm. smart it takes more than just Listen. so smart to be a great offensive coordinator. You got to be people smart. You got to know how to bring the best out of people, how to design plays to bring the best out of people, take talent and mash it into a system. And, and, and you're telling Coach Garrett, I'm not going to extend you and I'm giving you this situation. If I'm Coach Garrett, I'll be working so closely with Kellen Moore <laughs> that I may even be calling my – I may even go call my own plays. Because my tushy's on the line right here, so so hopefully it'll work out for him. I thought they were too close to be making this kind of a decision that they should mm. go out and get a veteran play caller because you're that close. I don't want you to change mm. the system. I don't want you to change the offensive system. But I, I thought they were too close to do it. They're going in this direction, so hopefully it works. It, it seems so. We're leaning on hope right now, guys. That that's just what the playmaker 
is saying. I, I have yet to hear this entire interview, but I, I'm I, I, from the aspect of saying to this uh, thing to everyone, man. We 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 gonna have to sit on our edge of our seat. Like I said, still congratulate the young man on his job or getting the job or what have you. But at the end of the day, all off season, man, he got a lot of work to do. He got a lot to explain him, <laughs> and he got to be able to understand people complaining and move that to the side. Because you know, when you, when you are a football player, you say, "No, we run it this way. We got to do it that way." So. It's one of those things, Cowboy Nation. Let's listen to some more of what they got to say. It's like even though they you know, won the division and won a playoff game, that maybe we're closer uh, to the end of the Garrett era than we could possibly imagine after a successful season like this. And, and that's the business we are in. This is a tough business, man. It's not about winning games. It's about winning championships. And, 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 and that's just the bottom Nugget. line. I, that's why I always tell people, number one, when you talk about pressure in this world from jobs' perspective, that's the POTUS. You, you get that POTUS. But from 2 to 33, it is NFL head coaches, buddy. You can win games and you still be uprooted with your family and get out. And, that, you know, so, so, but so, but on the flip side, though, Coach Garrett can make a run this year. You have all the tools. He has all the tools already in his toolbox. If he can motivate, inspire, and, 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 and bring this team together with connectivity and go and win a Super Bowl, and he doesn't have a contract, and, you know, this league's about hot things and everything. Maybe he becomes the hot commodity, and he could be looking at him a John Gruden kind of contract mm. somewhere. I don't know. It mm. can work both ways. Who's the guy you would want to see him add to the team? You an Earl Thomas guy? I would love Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. I, 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 I don't know why he didn't make the deal when they had the deal for that second-round pick. I know later on they came back and offered the second-round pick. But, but, but I'm, a, I'm a true believer in if you got talent, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 hold on to talent you don't know or you hope to know or you think you will know one day, you know. And and I would have given up that second round pick just like I I, I was happy to give up a first round pick for Amari Cooper. You think you can go find Amari Cooper in this draft? No, you're not going to find Amari Cooper. And it, that was a great trade. And I absolutely would have given up that for 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 Earl Thomas. And hopefully. That, that's still a possibility. So, Michael, you've been on our show for years, and you've talked about Jason Garrett's offense, and I know we just talked about Kellen Moore's a man-beat-man offense. Right. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. analytics coming out that Ezekiel Elliott 40% of the time runs in a loaded box, where Todd Gurley runs into a loaded box 6% of the time right. in the 2018 because season. Because they go out of 11 personnel. So where do you think uh, the Cowboys or the NFL is going with – to maybe make it easier on Ezekiel Elliott to even be better <laughs> no than he is. No doubt. And, and that's exactly where, where we're going with it. How many fourth and ones? There's no way we should have missed. How, red zone issues that Dallas, I said, wait, the red zone issues that the Dallas Cowboys had, there's no way they should have had those red zone issues. If you can run the football, that's usually the first thing to make sure that you are having a good red zone. That did, that's not the case for the Dallas Cowboys because everybody knew that all you have was a turn and hand that ball off to Ezekiel Elliott and they piled into the box. So, yes, well, that's what Kelly Moore has to come up with. More simple ways to get one yard, to get two yards. Don't, all, all the big stuff up the field will come. And, and you see guys with it. You know, you, they run rub routes, put people in motion, say it runs simple rub routes. And sometimes on this third and two, fourth and one, let's just dump that ball off and get easy plays. That's exactly the issue that they have to discover. 
How about uh, how about Michael Gallup? How much better can I he be in year him. two? Did, 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 they, did he come on great? Yeah, he sure in the did. End, man. Yes, sir. And, and all all the receivers started playing well. You know, by my yeah. eyes, maybe not Cole Beasley eyes, but by, <laughs> what, 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 by what I saw after you got that number one, he went in on Cole Beasley. Everything <laughs> fell into place. I stopped asking the three to be the two. I stopped asking the two to be the one. Everybody can slide where they belong and play football. And Michael Gallup came on so well in the end, man. I'm looking forward to see how much better he is in year two. What would have happened if uh, on the mid-90s Cowboys they had said, Mike, uh, it's fourth and one, so we're going to take you off. <laughs> we got to bring all these tight ends in, and we're going to run the ball every time. And we did. We did okay. take you that. off the field. Yeah, for that? we did do some of that on fourth and one, uh, on, on third, fourth and one. We went big, you know. We went big, uh, and, and and it worked. It worked. Now, so I wouldn't have had a problem with that. Now, so this is now, your guys' fault. It worked right, then, so Jason right. wants to and, do it and now. That, and that's the issue right there. That's <laughs> it does the in the nineties, man. Where, where maybe. <laughs> It may, and it may have worked if you still had Travis Frederick, Frederick there with, and everybody intact at their best. It may still be working. But, 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 but to that, what you just said, because that's a great question you asked me, what would be my mm. thought? Now, let's go to Antonio Brown. Everybody's all killing Antonio Brown. And, and I, I, it's unexcusable for him to miss that Saturday meeting before the game. Mm-hmm. But I would have had a problem if Troy Aitman went on the radio and said, with the game on the line, I should have thrown all four passes to Juju Smith-Schuster. Or I should have thrown all four passes to Alvin Hopper immediately before he got the Hopper out of his mouth. <laughs> Michael's calling me right now. Michael's calling me right now. Like, what the hell are you doing? What are you saying? That I would have had a problem with. You know what I'm saying? So when I Old see school. what Antonio Brown's going through and the problem he has with Big Ben, I'm like, yeah, Big Ben knows he shouldn't be saying stuff like that. That's a dig at AB. Yeah. You cannot say that when, when you are the number one receiver. You're, you're not. You're not okay with it. Well, Michael, I'm going to give you props. You called his name on draft day, and we were concerned uh, about Jalen Smith and if he was ever going to be close to what he was at Notre Dame. But it's starting to happen. I, I told you guys that. Too. Sure did. Mm-hmm. I told you. I told yep. you. And I, and I had the car. I still have that car. Remember, I told you yeah. I kept his car, uh-huh. and I'm going to have him sign that car the day he walks in to that Nisky luncheon when he gets in the Hall of Fame. And, dude, has he not turned that thing up? Man, that, I, I watched that Saints game. Man. I mean, watch his ability to track from sideline to sideline. And when he had Alvin Kamara that time, I knew. I said, Kamara don't want to play anymore. This game over. <laughs> we got it. We got it. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal, man. Him and and that young kid we got letting in the right now, we, you got that's what I'm saying. Dallas got all the tools they need to be in this football game. And they could be in this football game next year. Next year, they have everything. You're talking about the Super Bowl. Enjoying your time in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, I always enjoy my time in Atlanta. Sometimes too much. <laughs> the last Super Bowl we were here, we enjoyed our time too much. I remember walking off the field and Eric Williams looked at me. We were down to Buffalo. He said, hey, man. You think we enjoyed this too much? I said, oh, hell yeah. I said, come on. We got to get back on track. That's so Jimmy came back out, and we must have run the ball 10, 12 straight times to get us back on track, get our heads back into the game, and we ended up winning that guy game. But, yeah, you, you, you love this city. It's a great city to host the Super Bowl. Last one, L.A., New, Orleans, or New England in this one? Yeah, I, I'm taking New England in this game right now. I'm leaning Who y'all taking? But L.A. has all the tools they need to win this game in the end. They can pressure up middle. They can, they can press the, the, corn, uh, the receivers. But having the tools and operating are two different things. 
Thanks for the water, the Alkaline 88. It's crisp and cold and delicious, hydrating. It's the best water in the world, man. I'm Thank telling you. you, the best it's water It's tough your throat went bad because you don't yell too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's good as long as I got this right here, keeping that acid down in my body so I don't lose my throat. That's what, that's what this water does. You want to keep the acid down in your body. But, but yeah. It, it keeps my throat right now. Does, could you uh, speak after the Seattle game, after the win in the playoffs? I, you were I, screaming that. I, I, I could. I could. I couldn't speak <laughs> after that Seattle game, after the Saints game. Uh, and, and it took me a month and a half, a wow. month and a half to get my voice back because I thought it was about me yelling and not the acid in my stomach, and that's how I find Alkaline 88. Once I found this, the acid in my stomach started subsiding, and now I don't have that problem. I don't have that swollen throat. It's come from the acid. How much does that acid get bubbling because Darren Woodson's not a Hall of Famer? Sorry, we're done. I'm wor- <laughs> we need to get Darren Woodson back in, man. Well, into the Hall of Fame. Appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation. Just going to do a quick Q&A, man. Appreciate you all. That was the end of the interview uh, with Michael Irvin on 105.3. The fan, appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to this thing. Uh, my, the biggest takeaway that I, I took from there is that we we are too good, basically, is what Michael Irvin is saying, the, the playmaker. He's saying that we are too good to be just playing around with this thing. We got all of the, the, I guess, pretty much the tools in place on the defensive side of the ball. We can sprinkle a little bit just to help out the offense. But to me, collectively, he was just saying, like, look, why not bring in a veteran guy that can bring in some tutelage to help out the young guy? Not saying you get rid of the young guy, but just bring in some hope for the everyone to know that we got a sure commodity in trading. If you guys out there trading stocks or if you guys moving uh, 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 you know, stocks around as it relates to money, you know, indices, things like that, you want to go with a known commodity. Now, although foreign commodities, like commodities just as – just out of the whim, can make you some money. Shout out to Bitcoins and things like that. But people know that the known commodities is going to make you more money and it's not going to be as volatile as it relates to an unknown product. So that just those, those are things that we're going to have to recall in our mind back to this point when the Dallas Cowboys made this decision. Now, all we can do, Cowboy Nation, we don't have any input on this. All we can do is just make speculations and use our opinions, but we cannot change anything. This is Jerry Jones' team financially. He bought the team. We only emotionally sold in. So at the end of the day, we can only speculate. Hopefully, and I mean just that, that this guy, Kelly Moore, can just do some remarkable things this offseason and he can just be buried inside this playbook and just know it's just like the back of his hand and being able to translate and transpose what he knows in his mind out there on the field. You see what I'm saying? So shout out to Katie uh, calls it. Appreciate you for, for being part of the discord. The discord link is in the description box. Uh, it's open 24 seven. So if you guys want to drop photos, you guys want to drop me stats. You guys want to drop me tips. If you guys want to just give me feedback on the show, just go to the discord link and drop your comments there and you'll be able to, uh, to leave your opinions, your thoughts, and, and the whole bunch of things, it's open 24-7. <laughs> it's just like player acquisition. It's one of those things where you can look back at it and say to yourself, man, Law, I got a question, man. And then you can just jump right into the Discord and drop it there. Uh, Law, are we going to Atlanta? Say prime time. <laughs> no. Nah. But if you guys are in ATL, if you go out there, 
my guy Mark Holmes is out there. He's doing a wonderful job. I'm talking about taking pictures with Jerry Jones and also the 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 the, the the grand hater of them all, Stephen A. Smith. He got pictures with Stephen A. Smith. I don't know how he keep his composure because if I was close to Stephen A. Smith, I would tell him a few choice words. But shout out to Mark Holmes and Joe Boo down there doing their sports report in the heart of ATL. And shout out to Club Miami down there. If you guys are out there, uh, be careful. That club turns into something else around 12 or 1 o'clock if you're out there in Atlanta. So, uh <sighs> To me personally, I'm forced to go for Atlanta, uh, 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 the the Atlanta Super Bowl game, L.A. Ram versus the Patriots. I'm forced to root for the Patriots at this point because I don't know, man. I I don't know, man. If if, if McVay wins the Super Bowl, it's going to be one of those things that's talked about through ages, right? But then again, I got to look at it. I don't want... Tom Brady to get another Super Bowl so I'm like in the middle I'm torn in the middle so what do you guys feel you know uh what do you guys feel about that oh and and, uh, on the caption I I got down there on the discord uh I got McCoy now we've been talking about and and I'm trying to find the interview with Jalen Smith on Stephen A. Smith when he was talking about that uh he was talking about the core that's how they actually got their butt whooped against the LA Rams you know LA Rams when they had that extra money they went and got some players that was a known commodity. They went and got a Sue. It's a lot of people saying Sue is washed up down there in uh, in Miami, right? <laughs> How about those apples now? They went and got a Sue. They went and got a Marcus Peters. They went and got a Tlaib. They went and got some resources that can elevate their team. They didn't just sit around and say, okay, we got the money. We're just going to play with it. No, we, they went out and got the resources to elevate their team. What I'm saying is that in the last what? Let's look at the last five Super Bowls, right? The the, the the Eagles, they went and got resources to help them get to the Super Bowl, right? With the money that they had, they went and got some defensive guys. They went and got some offensive guys, the three-headed monster for the running back. Everybody talk about fly, Eagles, fly. No, it wasn't that. They was running. Go back and look at their um, actual uh, rushing average or what have you when the year that they won the Super Bowl. They had a nice defensive front, and they was running the rock. They was third overall in running. People think that you got to win the Super Bowl through the air. No, you can win it through the ground and play solid defense. Just like Bill Parcells said, if you get a team that can run well and play sound defense, they go into the playoff. And matter of fact, they're going deep into the playoff. You see what I'm saying? So, and then if you look before that game, right, uh, the Patriots, when they won the Super Bowl, I guess, against the Atlanta Falcons, they went and got some resources as it relates to free agency. And then before that, we can talk about the uh, – and I can't recall the, every every Super Bowl off the top of my head. I'm getting old here. Today is my birthday. Shout out to everybody that's born on February the 2nd. This is the thing. The Denver Broncos, they saw how they got mollywhopped. They got mollywhopped against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. They said, look, we're going to get some resources to help out our quarterback. That's when they went and got a Tlaib that time. <laughs> so – if we want to get to the next level, if we want to make it to the high, highest of the highs, if we want to be able to, to make it there, we can make it there with our young guys. Of course, we can. We can make it there. <laughs> but it's talking about long-term stability. You got to go out there and get a known commodity. 
You got to figure that thing out, Cowboy Nation. Shout out to Mark, man. Appreciate you for tuning in on the Periscope. And bam, bam, appreciate you. Uh, uh, Ivan, yes, he says, facts, Jesse. Uh, Jesse Green says, two, not, not two. Yeah, yeah. Real talk, though, yeah. Hey, it's one of those things. Shout out to you, Texas kid, that we're going to have to figure out one way or another to not just sit on our hands with this, oh, we got money stuff. <laughs> And then we got to make some hard cuts. We got to make some hard decisions. It's going to be a hard cut. <laughs> hey, if we have issues at linebacker <laughs> in the linebacker positioning and, and, and we sitting there looking at Sean Lee and we sitting there saying to ourselves, hey, if you don't renegotiate your contract, if we cut you, that's seven to eight million that we can put and apply towards these other players that we know they can play on Sundays. It's a hard cut. And this, that's just the reality of it. What the Cowboys been doing in the last 20, I would say 25 years, is that we fall in love with our players. <laughs> we do. We fall in love with our players and we pay them more than what they should be getting paid. That's just the bottom line. It's the cold, hard reality. It's the truth of the matter. And a lot of people think that I'll have to lie to kick it with you all. But no, we pay too much for our players that time. And we fail to will and deal. We utilize our players so long that when it's time for us to move from them, we don't get nothing in return. Just like the Anthony Hitchens. Did we get anything in return? The Orlando Skadricks of the worst. Did we get anything in return? And I know that both of those guys didn't make it to the Pro Bowl or anything. They didn't play on those type of levels. But it's funny to me how these teams can figure out a way to will and deal these players. Now, now I can go all the way back to even the DeMarcus Wares of the world. Or DeMarco Murray's. They leave the team, but we don't get nothing in return. Just like the law, um, do you have any more person, people that you can pull out? Yes, the Ron Leary situation. He left. Did we get anything in return? We used everybody up to the tip of their ability. And then we say, you know what? It's time for us to either cut you or release you. And we don't get nothing in return. But there's other people, there's other teams out there that know how to strategize this thing and say, okay. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to manipulate this, this, this salary thing right quick, and we're going to trade you for a second and a third, or we're going to get rid of you and release a, 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 of the aspect of we getting something back, let's say a third-round draft pick or a fourth, at least a fourth. But we use them all the way to the end, and we cut them, and then we end up paying them with dead money. <laughs> I saw the other day on the um, overthecap.com, we were still paying for Orlando Skandrick. On our books. Last year, believe it or not, we were still paying for Miles Austin. <laughs> so we got to have to figure out a way. We we do good. We do good with player acquisition. Don't get me wrong. Finding the, the, the guys that's in the, that can step it up at certain times. But our collective part as it relates to uh, being able to utilize some of those resources to get something back in return as it relates to players. You see, uh, uh, moving for draft picks, we're going to have to work on that part of our game. Everything else, we we doing good with it. Uh, appreciate you. Escobar, yeah, we got, got nothing in return. Uh, man, Gerald uh, McCoy would put the D-line over the top. This is from Jesse Green. Yes. Put it like this. When, when the – when the L.A. Rams – see, this is the thing what Jalen Smith was talking about. This is the thing when he was talking about, hey, he, he, Stephen A. Smith said, hey, uh, I'm not going to 
uh, uh, bash you because I love you, da, 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 with that little, you know, silver tongue talk. But he said, how in the world did Ezekiel Elliott only got like 50 yards? And Jalen Smith said, it was simple. The battle is won in the trenches. And he didn't mention number 99. He mentioned Sue. He said, man, that Sue, he was able to collapse and crash, crash down on the pocket and just destroyed the running lanes, destroyed them. And we were not able to... Um, to 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 overcome that that particular uh, side of the ball. Although Jalen Smith played on the defensive side, he was just talking about how well and how fast in the in the pursuit that Sue was able to do with the combination. Now I'm not saying that Gerald McCoy would be the the Adamican Sue of the Dallas Cowboys, but dog it, can you guys close your eyes and imagine Sue? Collins, <laughs> and then you have uh, D Law. They can figure out money ways to find money to find a way to pay D Law, and then you have uh, 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 my guy Randy Gregory on the other side, and then you can use the Antoine Barbecue Woods as a rotational guy from here and there. You see, so if you think Antoine had a great game last year, or great games, or, or good games uh, compiled from last year, can you imagine? what a McCoy can do. Yes. Hey, it's one of those things, man. All right. So I appreciate each and every last one of you all, man. DJ, he says, yes. <laughs> and uh, also Jonathan Cook said, I agree. Hey, I agree. Go get Gerald McCoy. We got money. We got resources, guys. And we got the time uh, to figure out ways to put this thing together, man, and make this thing a wonderful deal. Appreciate each and every last one of you all. Uh, thank those who tuning in uh, to the uh, Discord link. Really do, man. Um, as we get this thing going through the offseason, remember, it's long. It's a long offseason. Trade Taco for McCoy. Polo, Polo. <laughs> we got to figure out a way to wheel and deal Taco, man. If we're not going to utilize Jordan Lewis, figure out a way to wheel and deal Jordan. We can't hold on. See, that's the thing with the Cowboy Nation. We love to do this to players. We love to hold on to them and grab on to them and let them know, you know, y'all ain't going nowhere. And I'm not saying, and I love Jordan Lewis' skill set, but how valuable will he be if they refuses to play him only on certain downs? They utilize Anthony Brown that way. So we need to figure out a way to get multiple draft picks for these guys that are performing at a good level but don't fit our scheme per se. Figure this out, man, Cowboy Nation. We got to, man. Really appreciate each and every last one of you guys. Texas Kid, thank you again. Perry Locke, appreciate you. We're on the path. We're doing the things the right way. We just need to correct some small things. Like doing the inventory of the inventory of yourself. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Appreciate you all. Explosive tight ends out there. Yeah. I mean, somebody that can be a front end line tight end, play it out there on the edge. Yeah. Cowboy Nation. If you love this show, man, check it out on iTunes. Check it out on Spotify. We are there too. Uh, don't forget to hit that like button. Share this content. Appreciate the ad, man. Shout out to Sheila Neal. Thank you for being part of this thing. 
Let's go, Cowboy Nation. And remember, you're listening to nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing but the best. Salute. Kick my beat up again. There we go. Salute.